Okay, folks, this is another episode of the Lane 8 BMX podcast. And, uh, you know, I was watching the world uh, from home, and I always like to watch it because it's just, especially the challenge classes, a lot, a lot of good racing there. But one of the classes, of course, it's one class that I would race in is the 50 and over, and I thought was one of the most competitive classes of the world championships for challenge. And there was a guy that I noticed quite a bit, and that is Dion New. And I said, I've got to interview this guy because he is just an amazing rider. And so luckily, he's from New Zealand. I have him today uh, to talk to him about his story about getting into racing. Dion, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you much, very much for having me. Uh, no problem, man. Okay, my first question to you is, okay, so this weekend marks two weeks since Worlds in Glasgow. How do you feel? Yes. How do you feel about your race, your final uh, at Glasgow? Um, for me, I felt a little bit of pressure being number one, um, and um, like any race or any worlds, um, the last race you're the most fatigued. And I think, um, if 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 anything, I think fatigue really got to me. So I. I um, I had a little bit of brain fog, and during my race, I made a couple of small mistakes, and at the end of the day, um, I got fifth when I was aiming to come first, but fifth is how I ended up, and it's just how it is. That's racing. Not bad, not bad. Um, tell me this. Do you go through a ritual before you get in the gate? Is it something that – what are you thinking about? I'm curious. What's your mindset? And then when once you get in the gate, how do you go from there? Yeah, when I get up to the gate, um, I have like a setup sequence on the gate, and for me, it's just um, working through that sequence just to try and get the best gate that I can. Not bad, not bad. Um, when you cross the finish line for that final, what went through your mind? I'm curious. Uh, for me, a little bit of disappointment. I'd um, for during my whole prep, I was I was. Um, training to retain my world title um and it's more like a, it's like the reality of the fact that i didn't quite reach my goals but um i i i set like a like a um i set a goal for myself each wills to make a final yeah. and so i i'd achieved that but the, the ultimate for me would have been to retain my world one but um it wasn't the case but I just go back next year and try try again. Did did it light a fire in your belly? I guess is the way to. Put oh yeah, it. most definitely. I um like I don't often get beaten, but when I do, it does it. It just um it just lights a fire inside me just to to come back stronger, faster, better. Not bad, not bad. The guys that were on the gate, obviously you've raced them before. The Pink Panther yes. was there. He obviously won. Talk to me about how fast these guys are when it comes to 50 and over in that class the i find that the europeans are are all really fast uh the french particularly and the dutch um they're always the the ones to beat um me racing in new zealand um there's no one here that's really up to that level that they're at and so um i 
I tend to race a lot of um, super class races. Um, I race a lot of younger people just to try and get some fast competition. Yeah. And um, yeah, but those guys are always they always bring next level speed to the to the worlds, and it's to be expected. And um, yeah, yeah. Is it when you when I'm looking at those guys, and I'm thinking one day I'd like to be on that gate with you. Is it a mixture when you look at those guys along with you? Is it a mixture of power? Is it more power or is it a mixture of power and skill? Um, it's it's everything. When you're when you're racing at, at, at any age group at world level, you have to bring everything: um, speed, training, power, bike skill, um, even as far as nutrition. Um, you just you have to bring all of these components together to bring the best package to race the worlds. Not bad, and that's when I try. That's what I try and do every year. Not bad, not bad. Can you tell me about your prep for the worlds? Let's say six weeks out. What was your prep for? Um, in the last six weeks, like I I, I tend to train in training blocks. Like I have a strength block, and then I have a um like a speed block. So the last. The last six weeks heading into Worlds, I'm doing a lot of um, downhill sprinting, sprinting, a lot of gates, um, just working on my skills. And I try and, um, while I'm in New Zealand, I try and get to the tracks around my um, town, which have the the most technicalities, Yeah. Um, just so I can just sharpen my skills. Not bad. Are you, uh, tell me this then. Are you more of a skill guy or a power guy or a mixture of both? I think um, I think for me, I'm working on my power, but I think my best skill is my track speed and my smoothness. Yeah, like if you saw the um, the the French Worlds where I wasn't the first to the first corner, but I just kept um, passing people around the track. And that, that that's definitely my strength. Not bad, not bad. Have you always had a lot of skill? Um, when I was younger, I used to ride. Well, this was before there was elite, but I've I I raced like superclass when I was younger, and I think um, I between two thousand and five and two thousand and fifteen, I I gave BMX away, but I've come back to the sport a little bit older, a bit more mature. Um, and a bit more disciplined with my training, and I think my results are a lot better as I'm older than they ever were when I was younger. Wow, that's interesting. Um, tell me this then. Um, God, I had it right on the tip of my tongue. Let's go back a little bit. Um, oh, what does your season look like from this point on? Is there any more racing in New Zealand? Considering you guys are in winter time at this moment, right? Yeah, see, we we um, when we're preparing for worlds, we're actually off season. Yeah, and so um, it's a little bit more difficult for us because one, we're in winter, uh, we're off season, and also our days aren't as long, and so um, we don't have as much light. And so um, our like our season's actually just about to start. Our first big race is in about eight weeks. Wow, I bet. Okay, I'm curious. This you can clear this up for me. Um, when it comes to BMX in New Zealand, is is it a big sport? Is there a lot of tracks? And is there a lot of racing? 
Yeah, there's a lot of tracks, a lot of racing. Um, for a small company, for a small country, there's probably about maybe 2,000 registered races, like across the country. Wow, that's pretty yeah, good. If I race my national, there'll probably be about 25 in my class. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it is quite healthy. We we got like a quite a, a bit of a boost back in 2012 when one of our elite girls, Sarah Walker, she uh she won a silver medal at the Olympics. Yep. And um that shined a big light on our sport. And um I think it um you know that really helped help the sport back then. Not bad. Tell me this, let's go all the way back. When did you first get into BMX and how did that happen? Um, I got my first BMX on my ninth birthday. So I started when I was about 10. Okay. Were you, did you know right away that BMX was your sport or did it take some time to really build on you? Like I've always loved the sport. It's just been a passion of mine, but in my early years, like I was never actually very good. I was like always at the back. I think at my first national, I came 61st. But I just loved it. So over the years, I've just built speed and skill and just gotten better and better just because the fact that I've loved, I love the sport. Wow. Did you progress pretty quickly? Um, not really. I Like I've had two careers in the sport. I started when I was 10 and I gave up when I was about 30. And in that first 20-year uh, span, I actually won my first nationals at my last year of racing. And then I actually gave the sport away. Why? And then I came back into racing uh, in 2015. And between 2015 and now, um, I've won eight national titles, three Oceania titles, and a world title. Holy cow, Dion. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. You just just took off once you came back. Yeah, it's just... um, for me, the, the the sport of BMX, I actually took it up again because I went through a stage in my life where I was actually struggling with my mental health, and um, and BMX was something that just gave me a bit of focus and something to take my mind off life, and um, I just dedicated my life to racing, and I just yeah, I just the result of that is I just got really good really fast, and so I won my first season back. Racing, I won a national title. Holy cow. That's called some serious dedication, my brother. Yeah. Wow. Okay, tell me this. You're sponsored by Pure. How did that come about? Um, there's a uh, a family which I do a lot of training with their kids, and um, they run the Pure team. And one day I was just um, – talking to them about potentially buying a pure frame. And um, they just said one day, hey, would you like to join the pure team? And I just, I jumped at it and I've been on pure ever since. Wow, not bad, not bad. When it comes to your bike, are you a big gear guy or do you like to spin? Um, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Not bad. Um, you only race cruiser, or do you race both bikes, and why? No, I just race cruiser. But when I was younger, I used to ride twenty inch. But, but 
But when I gave up BMX, I used to just have a mountain bike, which I used to ride around on. And I think um, I just decided to ride cruiser. I don't know, but I was just, it's just what how it, how it eventuated. And yeah. I've just been on cruiser ever since. Does it feel much more comfortable and stable, would you say? It feels a lot more stable. I I had a few issues when I um, first started back because I must have just had muscle memory from when I used to ride twenty inch, and I used to have a lot of problem with my butt hitting the tire. Yeah, and um, I had a couple of good crashes from that. But after but after a couple of years of, of riding cruiser, I've just become used to it now, and ha- hardly any, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butt strikes on the tire. <laughs> How much do you travel? Because um, I know you lived in Australia for a bit, but how much do you yep. travel for BMX? And, and yeah, I'm just curious, how much do you travel for BMX? Um, in the last, if you if we take the two years of COVID that wiped out the sport, um, for the last like five years, I've I've ridden every world. Um, I've ridden the last four worlds. And um, I've done one trip to Australia, and I just do numerous trips around around um, around New Zealand. My my town where I live at doesn't actually have a track or a club, but it's within within an hour. There's about five tracks, oh, so I've got bad. a whole range of tracks to train at. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So how many how many tracks would you say are in New Zealand? In New Zealand. Um, I would say over 20. Wow. That's yeah. crazy because it's a small country. It's not a big country. Yeah, where I am is in the middle of the North Island, and that's where the most um, racing is around the North Island. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, yeah, I get plenty of different variety of tracks to to train at. Not bad. Have you ever raced in the U.S.? Um, I raced Rock Hill Worlds. Not bad. Yeah, that was my first Worlds. Uh, like my second career in the sport, um, I got as far as the quarterfinal and I I actually crashed in my quarter and that was as far as I got. Not bad, not bad. What do you what do you plan to do for next year? Are you going to go for the number one plate again? I think um I was given some advice by another Kiwi uh past multiple world champion. And he said, if you're deciding to go to Worlds, train to win. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not training to win, you're kind of wait, you're wasting your time and your money. And so I, I train to win. Whether I win or not is, is it's, it's, it's something different. But I train with the intention to win. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. How often do you race in New Zealand? Is it a couple times a week or uh, once a month, twice a month? How, how often do you do? You probably race? maybe once a month. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, there there are other other races available. There's um, to race on nationals, we have to do four qualifying races. So, mm-hmm. so in the season, you have to do a minimum of four of four of these qualifying races to be able to race nationals. Not yeah. bad. And, you- and our big races are North Island titles and nationals. Not bad. Not bad. When when it comes to your bike. Are you the type of guy where you tinker with your bike or you set it like it is and leave it alone? Yeah, I pretty much I I I service it regularly, but once it's set up, it's 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 good to go. Yeah. What is your setup? Tell me that. 
Um, I've got a pure double XL frame. I run um, Onyx hubs, and I run Avian cranks, Avian uh, stem, Avian bars, Avian carbon forks. Um, what else? And I run HT pedals. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and my tire selection, I run Tioga. So my fronts are the Tioga Faster 1.7, and then the rear, I either run a 1.6 or a 1.75, depending on my gearing. Like I, I, I change my tire before I change my gearing. Just makes it a bit easier. Wow. Okay. Tell me this: you 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 raced for till you were like ten to thirty, and then quit, yeah. and then came back. What were the differences that you noticed in BMX coming back? Um, tr- tracks are a lot more technical, um, and I don't know. People seem to train a lot more now nowadays. Like when I was younger, there was a lot of a social aspect of racing. Yeah. But um, like I'm, I'm training in my 40s and 50s, five times harder than I ever did in my 20s. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Are there a lot of 50 and over racers in New Zealand? Um, yeah, I'd say, like, like at, at our nationals, I think there are 25. But but they're probably all up. They'd probably be over 100, I would say. But there's a lot, a lot of 50 year old. Um, People like to just to ride for fun as a hobby, and then there's other more serious ones like myself who you know who take it more serious and train a bit more. Tell me this: what do, what do you like to do away from the bike? Um, I like going to the beach, listening to music, uh, hanging out with my family, hanging out with my girlfriend. Um, like a, a normal w- weekday for me is. I work for 10 hours and then I'll go and train for an hour and a half or two hours. It can be a little bit boring, but I'm quite um, I'm quite driven. And so um, that's just how it is. And then with the time that's left, yeah, I just try and relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What does, what does BMX do for Dion? I'm curious. Does it bring you joy? Uh, yeah, it, it actually brings – as much as it is a, quite a – Full on adrenaline sport, it actually brings me inner peace. I can just hop on my bike and I just love um I just love going to the track and I can just ride. It's um it's more than a sport for me. It's actually been um a, a way to con- get on top of my mental health. And um and I think the, the what I've achieved in the sport is actually quite empowering for me as far as my confidence. And um yeah, I just I just love it. Not bad, not bad. But how how if you if you don't mind me asking, how is the mental health now? Is it are you are you okay? And 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 yeah, I'm just curious, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm really good now. Probably the best I've ever been. Um yeah, just everything's on track. Um, I kind of in my in my early forties, I got a little, little bit lost. I suppose you could say, like yeah. emotionally lost. Um, before that, I went through a marriage breakup, which was quite tough. And um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I, I I just had to take charge of my mental health, and one of the best um ways to help was my sport and my BMX. Not bad, not bad. I got man, that's when you can find something to ease your mind, 
and you physically yeah. work out, that's that's a double that's a double yeah. shot of good. And for me, it's so readily available. Like my bike is always here, and if I'm if I've had a shitty day at work or anything like that, I can just hop on my bike and just go and ride. Yeah. Wow. Last couple of questions. I'm curious. Um, if you, Dion, if you had unlimited budget, if you could ride a track anywhere in this world, where would it be and why? Um, well, from, that's a difficult question. I'll explain it. The, the, the best track I've ever ridden was the, was the, the nonce world's track. Like I absolutely loved it. And they busted it the day after they finished the elites, and so it's I'll never be able to ride it ever again. Yeah, but there are some tracks that I love. I, I love the Glasgow track. I just love challenging tracks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so when we go to Worlds, we get to ride tracks that we've never ridden before, and even um, some of the tracks that we find um, just during our week prep for Worlds, like the tracks that we will never probably ride again. Um, yeah. Not bad. Okay. If you had an unlimited budget, if you could vacation anywhere, where would you go and who would you take? If you could only take one person. Oh, yeah, I'd have to take my girlfriend. Um, and, uh, maybe just to the beach somewhere. Like my, my town doesn't have a beach. Like we're, we're right in the middle of the North Island. And so just somewhere relaxing. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Um, Dion, what's the best advice you ever got? Um, it's quite funny because I was talking to someone today about this. When I come back into the sport, I got my bike speed up really fast, but I didn't quite have the skills. And so I was actually crashing a lot, getting hurt. And um, the, the, the father of one of my closest friends, he just says, Dion, you just you need to slow down a bit, you know, and just get get your skills back. And I, I think that was probably the best advice because I, I got my speed up before I got my speed um before I got my skills back. And so um yeah, that was probably the best advice I've ever been given. No, and the okay. safest as well. Because I had a couple of good crashes when I um come back into racing. My first ever race back, I actually knocked myself out. I overjumped a jump. And was KO'd. So um <clears throat> yeah. But I didn't quit. <laughs> no, thank goodness you didn't. So it's it's kind of like uh slow down the fast to, to to speed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um if there is anyone dead or alive that you could sit down and spend 10 minutes and talk to, who would it be? Yeah. Um it would probably be my dad. Um, my dad passed away a few years ago, and um, he hasn't seen. Um, he hasn't like he never got to live to see what I've achieved in the sport. Yeah, probably that. Not bad. My last question to you is this, Dion: Do you feel blessed? Yes or no, and why? Um, I feel very blessed. I'm blessed that. Um, I'm blessed that I have people that support me to pursue my dreams worldwide. I have a supportive family. Um, I have a very supportive workplace that allows me to travel, to do my racing. Um, 
I have a supportive club and I have a supportive community of other BMX riders that share the same passion as me. And that allows me to focus and do the best that I can in the sport. Wow, that's really cool. Dion knew that I want to say oh, I have my girlfriend as well. Gotta to, gotta to give her a plug as well. She's supportive. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, Dion knew I want to say thank you for coming on the Lane 8 BMX podcast. I really appreciate it. I wanted to reach out to you. I reached out to you just when you had, I think when you had just finished your uh your main, I think it was like a day or so later. Yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Thank you for coming on the Lane ABMX podcast. Thank you very much for having me.